Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, we're continuing the collab mock draft series by bringing back to life one of everyone's favorite draft podcasts. It is the Tailgate Boys. Mike Renner and Austin Gale are back with us here to team up again for a 2v2 mock draft. You guys know the drill. Odds and evens will split the duos in half and run through a brand new first round mock draft. And to make it more exciting, of course, it is a what we would do mock draft. So that allows you guys to hear some great analysis and discussions from Mike and Austin, who are hearing each other's draft takes, a lot of them at least, for the first time. So it's a lot of fun. I'm Trevor Sikama. With me, as always, is Connor Rogers. Let's ring the Bell, the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikama. That is Connor Rogers. And there are more than just our faces on the screen right now. And that is because by popular demand, and I really do mean that, the next installment of our collaborative mock draft series involves one of everyone's favorite podcasts. The Tailgate Boys are here. It is Austin Gale. It is Mike Renner. And we are going back to the 2v2 format. Austin, Mike. Thank you guys so much for joining us, man. This is this is going to be a ton of fun. I'm super excited for it. The people have been clamoring for it, and I'm ready to get it going. I haven't heard any AEG's draft takes, so I'm ready to. I'm excited to see what he thinks about some of these guys here. The, the, the crazy thing about them is they're all bad, so it's going to be <laughs> a treat to kind of work through this mock draft with you. And I'll be uh, I'll be playing devil's advocate on a lot of that stuff. So it everybody, makes you wonder. Is the room going to get ugly over there? Like, is there that's some... what I'm hoping. Yeah, you love, I hope love so. to see it. You love to see it. Connor, honestly, we've been doing these collab mock draft series, and half the fun for me, more than half the fun, honestly, the whole fun is just us sitting there listening to 100%. other people actually Do the podcast debate. for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're scheming the entire system. Yeah, working, uh, working, working smarter, not higher. Oh, uh, yeah, not right. harder. Everybody obviously knows Mike Renner from his phenomenal work over at PFF as the lead draft analyst. He's doing all the draft guide stuff. And if you're listening to this podcast, of course, you follow Mike's fantastic work. And, you know, there's a great there's a good chance that you also know who Austin Gale is, because Austin used to work for PFF, you know, until he had to go and get a cool job with the ringer, you know, go over to the cool kids table, had to leave us. But it's all good. I'm very excited about this pairing coming back together because. Tailgate was one of my favorite draft podcasts, and I know it was everybody else's as well from the amount of people that requested this collab mock draft series. So, fellas, just going to present to you the rules. Not that this is your first mock draft, but Connor and I will team up. You guys are going to team up. Connor, I feel like we should give them the odds. I feel like we should allow them to kick it off. And also... I agree. Austin's a Raiders fan. They pick at 7. Mike's a Packers fan. They pick at 15. So I feel like we get a little bit of insight there. Do you agree with that? I do. I've known Austin for a long time. I had no idea he has any affiliation towards the Raiders. Like my mind is just blown instantly before the podcast. I don't know how I didn't. You keep that in your back pocket very well, Austin. So congrats. Uh, I, I have to keep it in my back pocket. Yeah, it's been awful for as yeah. long as I've uh, been Good a fan. Strategy. I had season tickets with my dad for 10 years, and we got the season tickets the year after they went to the Super Bowl. So every oh year God. after that Super Bowl, which they've been awful. Uh, I've been a diehard, and it, it's been a tough. It's been a tough few years. It's been a tough. Well, this few is decades. perfect. Then this yeah. is perfect for yeah. Absolutely, I agree, Trevor. It's a great strategy. It, it was amazing. We went to the Bengals Raiders game, me and AG, when there was the playoff game, and he transformed. Like he like hides the Raider fandom, and then once the That's game the was there, he turned into that guy who was screaming at the opposing fans, being like, "You're pussies," that sort of stuff. <laughs> these these Cincinnati fans. 
These Cincinnati fans are so bad at trash talk. I found that out <laughs> at that playoff game. Guys are yelling at me saying the Bay Area has a higher cost of living. And I'm like, do you realize That's... a Mercedes costs more than a Honda for good reason? Okay. It costs more to live in the Bay because Cincinnati is fucking dark. I'm like screaming at these guys over cost of living as the Raiders get blown up by Joe Burrow. It was, uh, it was a treat. Yeah, in order That's to be good at trash talking, you have to trash talk at all times. Whether you're winning, yes. whether it's tied, yes. whether yes. you're losing, yes. you've got to be able to dish it out. And that's why, you know, Austin, it, it makes sense that you would be a fantastic trash talker. Because I feel like in all situations, <laughs> you've got something to say. All right, real quick, before we start the mock draft, I need to hear it. Because, Mike, you still have a tailgate banner behind you. Austin, mm -hmm. you're still wearing a tailgate hat. Number one thing that you miss most about the tailgate podcast. It could literally be anything. A segment, some takes, just like... Draft season all together. Uh, Austin, I'm going to start with you. What do you miss most about the tailgate podcast? Being in the same room with Mike Renner, man. Because with this uh, with this gig, I, I moved to L.A. Mike and I used to live in the same house, go to the same office, pod on the same pod. It was fucking awesome. I, I took it for granted. It was a lot of fun to just get together. And I think what people like most about the pod, and I remember I did over 100 fan interviews where I sat down with people on a Zoom who listened to the show, over 100 for five minutes long. And asked them what they liked about it. They said, just you guys chopping it up. And I think that's what I miss most, too. Yeah, I was going to, you stole my answer. I just miss AG, man. The energy, it's it's different than uh, what you just get up here in other people's podcasts, fortunately. Well, you know what? That's what we're here to do. We're here to bring the magic back. We're here to bring the duo back and listen to them banter about draft once again. Just so you guys know, uh, full transparency, as Connor and I lo love to do on this podcast, my dog's currently getting a haircut. And at some point in this podcast, I'm going to walk away. And the people on YouTube will be able to know. But I'm curious if the people who are only listening on audio will be able to tell. Maybe we'll be professionals about it. Maybe. I'll F it up. We'll see. You guys just have to listen and see when that gets into it. But let's kick it off here. Number one overall, Carolina Panthers on the clock. And the tailgate boys are going to kick us off here picking for the odds. So, y'all, we can do trades in this pod, on this podcast, in this mock draft. You can do whatever you want. And remember, it's a what we would do mock draft. So talk it out. Who are you guys taking number one? I don't know if we can do trades because I don't have a PFF subscription. So I can't oh, do trades. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Makes sense. It's a little tough. <laughs> and number one, though, let's go Bryce Young. AG, what do you I Like, it's got to be Bryce Young, right? So you know? I, I'm for Bryce Young. I love Bryce okay. Young. I think that all of the conversation around why you wouldn't pick Bryce Young or why people are lower on Bryce Young than it is Stroud than it is Anthony Richardson is the height stuff. And it's specifically the weight stuff too. He will be the smallest height and weight quarterback drafted this high ever, like smaller than Kyler Murray. And we all know that. And I think the concerns there, you bring up, you talk to Nick Saban or Nick Saban has had quotes. Like he never got hurt at Bama. He was literally hurt last year. Like he hurt his shoulder in a couple of games, Like he's got hurt. He's going to take hits. He's going to get hurt. I think that's the worry, but he's the best football player of the big four. I would, if I was in this room, bang the table hard for Anthony Richardson. I like Anthony Richardson a lot. I like the upshot of him, but it's hard to pass on Bryce Young. I think he is the best football player. And, for a Panthers team that Scott Fitterer told the head coach and the GM, I want the best of the best. I want, oh, no, not Scott Fitterer, David Tepper. I want the best of the best. I think Bryce Young is the best of the best in this class. I think it makes sense to take him at one. All right. Yeah, so you guys, are, you, you guys are going, you guys are going young at one. Mm -hmm. All right. Lock it in. So who we take, who are we taking at number two, Connor? Now that Bryce is off the board. I last mean, week, that yeah. was, last week that wasn't the case because Benjamin Solak took Anthony Richardson number one. So I don't know what's going on over at the ringer. I don't know if you guys are just like having a powwow with something in the water, or whatever, but he took yeah, Anthony Richardson. 
one. Yeah, there's a little trend brewing here. Mm -hmm. Is the ringer carrying the torch for Anthony Richardson to go number one overall? Maybe. I, I, I don't think the ringer's carrying the torch. I think it seems like the ringer's carrying the torch. I, I was talking to Solak, and he was saying he just finished charting all of Anthony Richardson, which he charts all the quarterbacks that are draft eligible or, like I think, expected to go in the top 100 for the Ringer NFL draft guide. And he's like, after charting him, he should go number one. Like, there's enough there. There's enough there. And there's the he tells me the raw factor of Anthony Richardson has been overblown. And I always think it's like overblown by who? Like, draft guru.org? Or, like, Good I point. mean, like, there's not that many people. Like, there's not that many people who talk about this, like, at a professional level at the highest end that are saying like Anthony Richardson's just like raw ball play. I do think that Anthony Richardson's a better passer than people are giving him credit for. Yes. He's inaccurate, but not more inaccurate or grossly more inaccurate than what Will Levis is as a project. I think Anthony Richardson, there is enough there. There's enough there to say, Hey, we're going to take him number one overall. There's no perfect quarterback prospect in this class. I'm willing to swing that bat and the upshot and the upshot of what he could be with the rushing ability, all that stuff, the size, most athletic quarterback ever. I think it makes sense. Ruiz likes that as well. Steven Ruiz at the ringer. The other piece of it too, though, and I want your guys' feedback on this before we move off the number one overall pick. Are you guys hearing the same buzz about CJ Stroud? Do you think it's a lock that it's going to be CJ Stroud? Why do you think the Panthers are all in love with, with CJ Stroud? Or why are the betting odds like minus 370 in favor of Stroud going one? Didn't the didn't the numbers move a little bit recently? Very recently. Like I think a couple bigger Bryce names to get a lot closer, right? Yeah, I think a couple bigger names in the media have started to bring Bryce back up again as a number one overall selection. Yeah, um, I I don't think it says there's much of a gap as people think. I really don't. I think right. it's just, you go back to logic and think about how many people have Bryce Young as the number one quarterback, and when logic tells you he's the most talented quarterback in this draft right now. Wouldn't some people with the Panthers organization be thinking the same thing? So I think it's really close. Yeah, Connor and I have talked about this a couple of times here on this podcast. When the Carolina Panthers traded from nine to one, it was almost like every other quarterback other than Bryce got hype. Like, oh, people in the building, kind of like Levis. Oh, look at Richardson's combine. Oh, look at how much Josh McCown gushed over CJ Stroud yes. in a film review, right? Like everybody just started talking about all those things and nobody said anything about Bryce Young. And so I was like, okay. Well, is the this one thing they did say, the one thing they did say, and I think everyone has brought up this stat is that Frank Reich has only coached tall guys. Like he likes tall quarterbacks. And I think that was like how a many big did he stat pick? that people pushed as well. So no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think so much of this stuff was just like, we were just drumming it up. I don't yeah. know. I don't it know happens. how much of it is actually sourced. So yeah. I think that that's true. Like you can look at Frank Reich's tenure and, and probably say like, Oh, look, he's only like coached tall quarterbacks. How many short quarterbacks do we have that are like worth a pick? A lot. You know what I'm saying? So I think that goes into it too. It's, it, it's not like he's, he's been picking the quarterbacks that he simply has thought were probably the best. I don't think he's ever been put in a situation where a smaller quarterback like Bryce Young is right in front of him. And I don't, I just don't think I, I agree. Yeah, sure. He takes tall quarterbacks. Everybody takes tall quarterbacks. So there's a reason why the percentile is so low for Bryce Young's because most of them are tall anyway. So anyway, all right, Bryce Young, number one overall off the board. Um, where are we going with the uh, number two, Connor? What do you think? You getting spicy with Richardson or you still want Stroud? That's the thing, right? We can go chalk here and take Stroud, which kind of feels like where logic would take you. But I also have no problem hearing an argument for Richardson in this offense that, needs playmaking ability in the absolute worst way. So Trevor, if we want to go a little different here, I'm very open to it because this is uh, not, not where it's not a prediction mock. This is what we would do and we could have fun with it. I I'd, I'd love to go Richardson. Here. Let's do it. I'm I'd very love to go to Richardson that. to see what a mock would then be like with CJ Stroud as the yeah. quarterback left on the board. And of course, you know, like if you're the Texans, you're a team that's, I mean, let's face it. You're, you're picking near the top of the draft for a reason. You're pretty much at ground zero with a lot of this offense. So go for the massive swing of the bat. 
And let's take Anthony Richardson at number two overall. So y'all are up with Cardinals. And uh, I'm curious, are there any trade talks here? Are you looking at any different teams? You want to make a pick? Mike, what do you think? I, I definitely would want to trade this pick from the Arizona Cardinals, right? Like there's no reason Absolutely. to stick at three in my eyes. So where though is the problem? Like who, who wants to come up? Right here. I got it for you. You ready for this? Okay. Cook. Yeah. Cook. Let him cook, folks. I'm hitting up the Colts. I'm saying, oh. hey, you guys need a QB. It's it's it, you're in a rough spot. And guess what? Guess what? I'm on the phone. I got 30 other teams on the phone ready to trade this spot. So you guys got to have to make this move. Call my bluff. Call my bluff. You know, yeah, I can I sit would... and wait out this 10 minutes. I can wait out this 10 minutes. Colts, you're gonna have to move up one spot. Shoot me a third rounder. Shoot me a third rounder to make sure I'm not bluffing. To make sure I don't got 30 other teams on the line ready to move up into this spot. I think they. I think ultimately what's going to happen on draft day is the Colts move up one spot right mm. when the clock's ticking to make sure no one else jumps ahead. Because what I've heard and what I think everyone is saying, not even heard, but what I've read is Titans are sniffing around. Yeah, definitely looking to maybe come up, maybe grab a quarterback. I think other teams could be as well. I would be shocked if the Cardinals are picking here at three. I think the favorite for me to trade up is the Colts. I, I would try and make a move and get it done with the Colts. I think the Colts are going to be aggressive. Ballard knows rubbers meeting the road, right? He almost got fired last year. Like, it, 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 you know, there is not a lot of patience in Indy right now from Ursay. You can see that from his tweets. He's tweeting out when they cut practice squad players, okay? This guy wants a Super Bowl. He doesn't <laughs> want to be t- tweeting about that stuff anymore. He wants a Super Bowl. I think I think we try and get a deal done with you guys. Uh, are you interested in trading up? I got 30 other teams on the line. I, I, I think so. I mean, <laughs> I, I, again, I think that this is a interesting scenario with Stroud being the one who's on the board, right? Because if Richardson's on the board, maybe it's a little bit different. If Richardson's still there at number three, the Falcons at eight, the Titans at 11, like those are two teams that I could really see. Maybe even the Lions at six, the Seahawks at five. Like those are the teams that could look at Richardson and say, wow, potential's off the charts. Uh, you know, he could be one of the best quarterbacks that we've ever seen. Whereas if Stroud's the one who's on the board, I actually feel like that makes it more plausible for the Colts to maybe move up a spot and more plausible also for the Raiders, who I think then get back into the conversation. Whereas I think they've cooled a little bit on trading up, but if Stroud's still available at three, I think all of a sudden they get back involved and, and they might be that might be a player here. So if it's Stroud, I do like the Colts as a team to uh, to trade up for him. What do you think, Connor? Think a third gets it done? Yeah, I think I think uh, that's. I'm pitching it to, to you do. right now. Yeah, what are you what are you asking? I want seventy nine. Pick seventy nine to move up one spot. Make sure you get your guy. That was the uh, the Wentz acquisition you, pick. We get that pick oh, back. Yeah. We want, we want that pick back. Give me a give me, seven, give me 79 and a fourth next year. You want a fourth from us next year? Correct. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying the Colts or sorry, we're like, we would give up. I guess I, I was just, I was just negotiating for the Cardinals. I'm thinking that the Cardinals <laughs> are probably also going to get a fourth round pick thrown in there. So I actually did that the wrong way. Sorry. Yeah. Don't give them more That's a selected last week. I was Played like, himself. I wasn't going to give Solak a lot. And then he was like, or I wasn't going to ask a ton from him. And then he was like, all right, fine. Take a first next year. And I was like, oh, what? Okay, sure. Great. All so right, the pick swap in 79. Through. Yep. All right. Cool. Yeah. Let's do it. So right. that means we're on the clock still because the, the team that does the trade yep. is on the clock. So, and obviously uh, it's for C.J. Stroud. No secret yeah, there. Yeah, and yeah. you feel good about that if you're the Colts, that you, you didn't give up a significant asset and you walk out of the draft with Stroud. Yep. All right, three okay. quarterbacks off the board. Bryce, Anthony Richardson, and then C.J. Stroud, which and now Arizona, Cardinals, 
great for them. They get the first non-quarterback of the draft still. Yeah, yeah. You guys got back-to-back now. You're still controlling the Cardinals, and then you control the Seahawks at five. I, I Mike, think where are you leaning the, here? Do we Go ahead. So I, I think Jalen Carter and his whole pre-draft process is enough for me to flip and go Will Anderson in this scenario. You know, I, I if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I don't need with Steve Keim and his, you know, after the end and Michael Bidwell and the whole, like everything that's going on Cardinal around the phone. franchise right now, mm. you are not in a position to be drafting, in my opinion, a guy like Jalen Carter, even if you have a higher eval on him. So I think Will Anderson. I, I'm for Will Anderson. I went back and watched Will Anderson. And I think something that I am, pretty confident in is I think he's going to get a lot better in the NFL. I I think there's room for him to get a lot better in terms of more pass rushing opportunities, better secondary. I don't think what's been discussed enough about some of these key players coming out of Alabama, that this is one of the worst Bama rosters we've seen in a while. Like there's not a single receiver for this Bama team going to the draft. Everyone was talking about Bryce Young, right? Like with the defense, a secondary, I know they have Brian Branch. Yeah, they had some good, you know, good quarters. None of these like big top guys like we've had in the past with Patrick Sertan. I think Will Anderson's going to be a better player in the pros. And I'm excited to see what that is. Let's take, let's take Will here. All right. Uh, you, guys are, you guys are going, uh, Anderson for the Arizona Cardinals and then Seahawks at five. I think Jalen Carr is too good to pass up then at that point. Like yeah, <laughs> the Tyree Wilson versus Carter debate. Uh, I think Carter significantly better in my eyes. I, I, I like Jalen Carter here. It's what I would do just to yeah. add to the fodder. Um, mm. Is there any consideration with all the selfies the Seattle Seahawks front office have been taking with these quarterbacks to, to think quarterback here. If Levis is on the board or say Anthony Richardson gets to this point, they have this Geno Smith contract in a place where they could get out of it in a year. Are you, I, where's your guys' head there? Do you think Seattle makes us makes a decision like that and, and takes a quarterback to sit behind Geno for a year, year plus Mike, what do you think? I think Geno's already a top three QB in the NFC, right? I mean, maybe you could swing a little hotter and higher and go for a guy like Levis would be that to maybe get you to uh, a rookie deal with him when it's year two, year three of Gino, where it escalates to like $30 million cap hits. Uh, and you're hoping that at that point you can make that transition and you have a complete roster around him to, to compete for a title. But I think you're close enough with Gino that like you can win. If you hit on say a Jalen Carter here, he turns into a dude right off the rip all of a sudden your defense, you can turn it around in two drafts and you are, you're like favorites in the West at that point. So I, yeah. I, no. I think you're close enough that I, I would not probably swing it at QB. All right. Let's go Carter. All right. So we're going Carter. We're going Carter here at five. Will Anderson and then Jalen Carter. Boom, boom, back to back. Connor, that puts us up with the Detroit Lions. Often in a spot that we think about Carter. Carter now off the board. Maybe quarterback, but uh, corner feels like the strong yeah. one. Do you agree? I do. I, this is what we're doing. And for me, for the Lions, I know they signed a couple of corners in free agency. We've talked about how they're not hamstrung by the Mosley deal at all. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a bounce back flyer deal. Right. I, I still take Devin Witherspoon in this spot if I'm them. I think he gives them a little bark on the back end that they've been missing. Um, and I think he gives them a long term corner that's number one corner that's sticky, that can play inside, outside. They can just do everything for you. So for the Lions, that that's where I would go in this spot. I think I think I agree with you, uh, man. Putting Devon Witherspoon in this cornerback group, all of a sudden the potential, like the upside of all the guys that they have with Sutton, with Mosley, with yep. Jeff Akuda is obviously still there as well. Then you throw Devon Witherspoon in it. Like if all of those guys, I know it's a giant if, if all of those guys stay healthy and achieve their ceilings, 
This is like one of my favorite corner rooms in the league all of a sudden, if if this actually hits. So I think that getting Devon Witherspoon in there to be an insurance policy and just, uh, you know, a, a damn good future starter for them inside or out. I like this. I don't think there's anybody else that's really tempting me here. I'm sure some people will wonder about Tyree Wilson, but I just don't have him valued the way I, I don't do either. The two, the two corners at the top and Gonzalez and Witherspoon. No, I don't either. You're not taking branch this high anymore. The only other one that I would debate is Levis. And I, I, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't, I, yeah. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be taking Levis over. No, over Goff's fine in that offense. All right. Witherspoon at six. You're up at seven. What I will say about that Lions pick and even the Seattle pick at five, mm-hmm. I, I do think that those two spots will be trade up opportunities. Cause I do imagine if there, there's going to be a quarterback that gets to this spot to seven where the yeah. Raiders will, I think pull the trigger if they like the guy that's there, whether it's Richardson, whether it's Levis, I think Bryce and Stroud are both gone by this point. If there's a quarterback here at seven, I think McDaniels is going to swing swing that back. I think Ziegler is mm-hmm. going to go get one of these guys because it extends the leash, right? They continue to have excuses to get another season with Mark Davis, the cash strap owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, to just say, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't pan out this year, just like the decision we made last year, bringing Devontae Adams didn't pan out. Give us another year. Will Levis will be the guy. And like they just keep kicking this can down the road about being competitive and never getting there. That's why I do think Detroit – could be this spot where people are trading back or looking like a Tennessee is looking to come up or, you know, another team that's trying to get in the quarterback market. Maybe Washington looks to come up or whoever it is, unless they're committed to um, uh, Sam Howell. At seven, Mike, are you thinking Levis here or you think you're moving away from it? I like Levis here. I I truly think, you know, you know what Jimmy G is. You know he's not like it. He's not taking you to the promised land, especially in that division. So, you can build around them all you want. It's not going to matter. So I, that's why I think you're taking a swing when you're, but you're also too good with them to realistically be in next year's class or the yeah, year after that point. if you keep kicking the can with them. So yeah. uh, I, I think it's, I think this is the time, you know, I think this is where you take it. Awesome. This is think? a dream scenario, dream scenario for Las Vegas. If it's the guy that they like, right. It's, it's Richardson or Levis here. If he gets the seven, they don't have to trade up. It's why they got Jimmy Garoppolo. So they didn't have this pressure to go trade up. If one of these guys falls, they're going to pull the trigger. And I do like it for the value. I think Levis is a good quarterback prospect guy that you can build around. I have an anecdote on him. I was talking to Chris Rodriguez, his, his running back uh, there at Kentucky, who'd been there since he transferred. He said on the first practice that he ever met him, he said, can you shag balls for me? And he asked Rodriguez to go down to the goal line. Will Levis got on his knees at the 50 and was trying to hit the post. And he hit it three times in a row. Bang, bang, from the 50 off his knees. And he's like, this guy's fucking good. That's some dude perfect stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of got a dude perfect vibe. I think his floor is yeah. dude perfect. He could be on that YouTube channel for <laughs> his sure. It's um, dude perfect. <laughs> the, uh, what I'm is like, the first the quote from C-Rod was, we're going to win some games this year. And obviously they did that first year that he was there at Kentucky. So let's take Will yeah. Levis. Let's take uh, Dude Perfect at seven. Yeah, Will That's Levis. A good nickname, uh, man. Jesus. <laughs> It'll stick for a long time. Oh, dude, he's man. a content machine. I think the Dude Perfect comp works. He's it's eating the- bananas upside down. He's got mayo. I mean, next thing you know, he's going to be doing some Frisbee shit. He's I can jacked see as hell. Dude, he's the most he's- jacked quarterback prospect I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna be doing. He's gonna be doing the, the insane trick shots across the whole like facility uh, that they have built. I don't know. It feels like somewhere in Texas. I don't know. It's got like a Texas vibe <laughs> to it. So I feel like that's it. All right. So, uh, Mr. Dude, perfect going to the Las Vegas Raiders at number seven. Connor, <laughs> we're on the board at number eight. I feel like we can go. I feel like we can go a lot of different directions with this yeah. one. Obviously, corner is still a strong one, but 
you know, I've seen guys like Lucas Van Ness and Tyree Wilson been picked here. Do we think that this is now a spot for Wilson or where are you leaning with this one? I'm very comfortable taking Tyree Wilson here, but I love Christian Gonzalez and have no problem making corner and extra strength. So it's, I know you're lower on Tyree Wilson. So that would probably lean us towards Gonzalez if that's the way you want to go. Um, so, and, you know, just looking at my rankings, it's hard to really break it down that different when I have Gonzalez as the sixth best player in this draft and Tyree is the 10th. So, okay. And they're well, both neat. They're both needs. I I'm going to have Gonzalez. I think a lot higher than I'm going to have Tyree Wilson. Yeah, so. that's the vibe I got. So, and honestly, I think this is very much in play for the Falcons on draft night. I agree. I would throw Nolan Smith's name in there as like okay. in in play, uh, certainly to be the selection at number eight. I, I think that Nolan Smith's range actually starts right here. I, I think it starts yeah. at number eight and it could go all the way down into the late yeah, it's not what I would do right where the top 20 yeah. is. But I, I think that this is a realistic spot for where things start for him. I think the Falcons would legitimately consider it given how insanely athletic he tested, given the fact that he's from Georgia. Um, it's, it's a major position in need. So if they don't mind him being a little bit smaller and they think that he's got crazy pass rush potential as a speed rusher, I could see that being on the table, but ultimately uh, we'll go a little bit chalk with, with what you and I have done in the past. And I'll say Christian Gonzalez, because it is what we would do with draft. And that is what we would do. So All right, lock it in. You know who's uh, you know whose range starts right here two picks earlier is uh, my guy Bijan. I, I think Atlanta yeah. could be sniffing Bijan here at eight. I also think Detroit could get into some Bijan love. I mean, it's such a weird class in that <laughs> I think Devon Witherspoon at six. I'd rather have Witherspoon over Bijan at six. But if the Lions are that team that does trade down for a Tennessee or whoever wants to get ahead of Las Vegas and the Lions end up drafting outside the top 10, I think they could be a prime uh, Bijan candidate. And I think the Atlanta Falcons, Solak says it best. They don't give a fuck about positional value. Like they're, they're going to get yeah, linebackers, no, they're going to get running back. They just want Arthur Smith just trying to, try to build a bunch of football players. I think that uh, the Bijan could be a top 10 pick. And I think Atlanta is a spot there where he could end up. Terry Fontenot is operating the Falcons general manager. He is operating like he's got a lot of security. Like yeah. he, and, mm -hmm. and it's kind of the dream, right? Because it, it, he is operating under, I'm going to pick the, the best football players. Like, and it just doesn't, and if you let me do this long enough, we're going to have a really healthy, damn good roster. But do owners have that kind of patience? I feel like Arthur Blank, if anybody would have that kind of patience, because he feels like an owner that's like, yeah, I'm going to hire this guy and I'm, I'm a, it, we're, we're in here for the long haul. I mean, how long did they hang on for Dan Quinn for a couple of years when he really was underperforming? How long did it feel like they did the same with Thomas Dimitrov? Like he likes his guys. And so it, it does feel like he has that leash when a lot of other general managers don't. So I agree with you. Bijan could definitely be in play at the top 10. With I'd hate, I'd hate it. And I love Bijan. But I thought they hit on Algier. They just they need to start yeah, they sure. need to start getting like foundational pieces at positions that matter so much. And then the Lions, like as fun as that is, you tell me Bijan goes into a backfield to a team that just paid David Montgomery and has DeAndre Swift, and it's just like, man, I, he's such a good player that those arguments go out the window. But I hope he goes somewhere where he's just that dude immediately. All right, y'all are up. Bears at number nine. This situation. I would like the Bears at number nine with where their needs are, which is like everywhere. I, I think they could trade down again, right? Like yeah. this is like this seems Ooh. like there's there's still all you know all the top tackles on the board. You could get to pick. I, I don't know who would want to come up is the only problem here. Like there's uh, who's yeah. who would Someone you target? Maybe Tyree. Tyree Wilson. Yeah, it would be like it. the one guy. Maybe, but like I think they're in a prime spot to trade down. If not, Peter Skaronski is who I pick. 
Uh, I just think he's the best O-line in this draft. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Here. I'm th- I th- think I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah. Connor. Yeah. Jets are about to get Aaron Rodgers. Okay. We don't think number 13 is going to be involved. We believe that in number 13, they're going to go all in on offensive line. They probably don't believe that Paris Johnson or even the second offensive tackle is going to make it to him at 13. You might have an opportunity here where you can move up a couple of spots and take anyone that you want in an all-in window after trading for for Aaron Rodgers. What do you think? Well, what does it cost? Like one of 42 or 43 has to go back to Green Bay, assuming this deal gets done this month. Mm-hmm. So then what? you don't have a third rounder. What, what do they got? What's, what's the deal? Because they in the Elijah Moore trade, they flipped up from their third rounder to Green Bay's second to Cleveland's second rounder. So you're probably looking at giving... Because here's the thing. You got to remember this too. The Bears have a crap ton of picks this year already. So you could say next year. So you could say you got two first rounders next year. We'll give you a second rounder next year to move up from 13 to nine. I think I stay firm. Which you're assuming is going to be low. Okay. I think I I only stay firm, Trevor, because for the Jets, if they get one of Skaronsky, Paris, or Broderick, like you just wipe your hands and you're like, okay. All right. Uh, if they had extra draft capital, I would say so. I was actually intrigued, intrigued here, Trevor. What about the Texans coming up from 12 to get Tyree Wilson? Like, this team needs dudes on defense mm. in that front. They got they got draft capital. He's not making it to 12. He's just not. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it to 12. I know, so- I know you're lower on him, but... Like that's the only that's the other one. Unless you want to go real deeper than that, and we have somebody like the Steelers need a tackle. Do they come all the way up? Something along the lines of that. No, because I don't think the Bears would trade that far. Down. This is this is a hard. Yeah, this is a difficult. Renner kind of pointed that out. It's not the easiest pick to get out of. I don't hate. Look, I'm lower on Tyree Wilson, but just like the reality of it. I mean, see now now for, I'm for Houston right now right now. What if you give us next year's second and next year's fourth so we're not loading up on picks in this class and you move up three spots next year's second and that next year's heavy fourth. unless i'm off let me see what's the difference on i'll give you next year's third right that's that's what i was just gonna say and they got oh damn it wouldn't be got... a two for me no i'll give you next year i'll give you next year's third to move from and a fourth well I would go third and, and fourth. fourth. Third and fourth? If I push it over, I'd go third and fourth. All right, it's fine. All right, lock it in. Lock it in. Cool. Locking it in? All right, uh, Connor, you, you've got uh, Tyree Wilson at um, as as your 10th player on the board, so I feel like this is, this is a good spot for you then, them getting him at nine. Yeah, and the Texans get a freak on the front seven of their defense. And D'Amico... He's the best kid alive. I believe in, I believe in D'Amico to develop him. That's the, that's kind of the feel good about this move. Have right. you guys gone back and watched Tyree Wilson's Texas A&M tape? It is insane how like, he just doesn't know what he's doing. Like he's just like, saying, I don't like, think he, does, he, he almost, he, it's gotten better, but you're right. Yeah. It's, it's gotten better, but like, it's like, I think the tape that we saw this past year, you're still like, Oh my God, he's just big and he's moving yes. big and moving fast. Running through his people. Texas A&M tape. It's like, is that, just a big high school kid out there just <laughs> sauce. like it is uh it's it, obviously he's gotten a lot better that's not like a lot uh, oh wow four years ago he wasn't as refined as he is now but it legitimately all the stuff that people i think are hinting at now super magnified four years ago where like he could barely get on the field and when he was on the field he was getting like randomly hit by pancake fly. it was rough it was rough uh he's gotten a lot of better a lot better since then 
All right, right Mike, where are we heading at? Uh, oh, 10. no. Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, no. No, we're at 10. Yeah. We're going to right. We're right. We got three straight. Backs. Um, okay. All right, Eagles at 10. We got every offensive lineman on the board. I know who I want to take. Who do you want to take? I want to take Kalijah Kansi. Brother. Wow. At 10? Wow. We can't do it. That's early. We can do whatever we want. We're making I, the picks. I know, I know, but I'm saying I <laughs> for me, I'm giving the pushback. Okay, push good. Back. Good. I'm as long as you're back. giving the pushback. <laughs> I mean, the question is like, where else are you where else are you gonna go here that like really gets you excited? They brought back their corners. I mean, sure, we could take Skaronsky, it'd be awesome. Because I, mean, I, I think I think we could take Paris. Paris still there. Paris true. can Paris can play. That's true. Paris you're can thinking, play yeah. right guard for you because he's played right guard before. You let Cam Jurgens still be the swing interior offensive lineman, and then when Lane Johnson probably retires next year, boom, Jurgens goes to center. Paris Johnson goes to right tackle. That's where I'm going. You could talk me into it. I think he's worth it. All right. Well, did I? Did I? Talk you into it? I mean, I, I mean, can... you don't really have to do that much. I have him as the 11th best player in the draft, and you have a plan in place for him. So. Yes, that would be my plan. And yeah, then you can draft an interior offensive lineman sometime next year, or you could sign you could a do free it on agent. Day two. Right? Yeah, that's they they find a way. They develop but, interior D, uh, offensive line and D line just really, really well. I mean, Lane Johnson played through a what was it? A torn abdominal muscle. He tears like everything. Ab, I mean, can groin. we get the guy a break? It's he's the, he's, he's the Undertaker at WrestleMania out here. It's, like, he's just doing it to extend the streak. One last match. Buddy, go spend they time wheel, with your they family. They wheel him out. Oh, All right, man. so let's go Paris Johnson. Let's go cool. do it. Let's do it. Then the boys got back-to-back. Back-to-back-to-back. Back-to-back. Triple threat from the tailgate, folks. So what do you think here, Mike? I'm thinking... I think we're going Skoro here to start, yeah. right? I just think the value is too good. You obviously have needs along your offensive line. Like, they tried to rebuild and it. And I think that Mike Rabel has a 10-finger death grip around this draft. He's getting what he wants when he wants. He runs his team. I think he's going to go in the trenches. They just did that extension for Jeffrey Simmons. He's taking this thing down. If you think they're taking receiver here, you are high. He wants O-line. He wants D-line. I think yeah. he'd go Lucas Van Ness. He's going lunch pill tights only. I think that yeah. – uh, I think that uh, Scott Rose to move. The Scott only Rose. the only wide receiver he would take at eleven is Cedric Tillman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like only, or like Michael Wilson, just because he blocks. <laughs> They're the two guys that can block. Uh, I was also great. I was wondering how long we were getting this draft before we got a shorthand of the name from Austin Gale, and we got Scoro here. I was thinking we might get Pisco, but uh, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna need more of those before the draft is over. So we'll go. We'll go uh, Skoro for the Titans at 11. You guys are still up with the Bears at number 12. Bears can really, like, they people pencil them into O-line because obviously kind of think that's where the strength is kind of at that point in the draft. But they can go anywhere, really. They, they suck, right? <laughs> they were the number one team for a reason. They have needs everywhere, and especially along defensive line. So to me, top D lineman, top D lineman on the board right now, Kalijah Kansi, Lucas Van Ness. On my board, I'd be cool with either of them. Truthfully, Kalijah Kansi as a three tech in that defense that has like a defined three tech role, like that's one of the few. If you if you're gonna draft one, now you need pieces around him, obviously, but that would be intriguing to me. 
For me, it's uh, Kalijah can't see the field because he doesn't weigh enough and he doesn't have long Jeez. enough arms. Oh, yeah, so you're the arm length, please. I don't want to have 10 arm tweets. Arm length thresholds here, on the pod. I like uh, I like Nolan Smith here as well. I have Nolan Smith higher, mm. a lot higher than where I have can't see. Speaking I would maybe small. think Nolan Smith. Uh, yeah, who is small, absolutely small, but um, – I don't know. I, I, I'd rather go Smith than Cansey. If we could split the difference and go LVN. Okay, let's go LVN. All right. Lucas Van Ness to the Chicago Bears at number 12. So they move from number one to number 12, get Lucas Van Ness, yeah, but also big Blackhawks a fan. He love it. ton of picks. Oh, is he a big Blackhawks fan? Massive Blackhawks fan. Yes, it makes something, sense. something I will say too is that situation if they do trade down to 12 and Jackson Smith and Jigba is still there to pair up with Justin Fields, it makes me hate the Chase Claypool trade that much more. Like the yeah. fact that mm. your wide receiver room I'm with you. Darnell Mooney, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, all guys that you want to see the field given the investment that you've made, and like obviously DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney are relatively good. I don't think Chase Claypool has it. It just sucks that they traded that second rounder for Chase Claypool because if they were in that spot, to go get JSN. Think about the diversity of that wide receiver room. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Jackson Smith, the Jigba. I, and that's a complimentary room. I, I don't know, man. This Chase Claypool trade, I hate it more and more. And that's another situation that I think just like puts an exclamation point on that trade not being it. Uh, where, where are we thinking Jets here? Well, hold on. I just I just had to say Lucas Van Ness, Connor, from Barrington, Illinois, which means he's going to Chicago Bears, low moving costs. You know, low, low moving costs to relocate them to get it Smart. right. You know, if you're really trying to be financially responsible, yeah. low moving costs. So you guys are still up. Jets at 13. Don't blow it. Yeah, do not blow this. Connor, where, do you, where would you go here, Connor? Just curious. Pick your Ooh, brain. Oh, man. I mean, the, the two fun picks, and it's not, I don't think it's where they're going to go, are Jackson Smith and Jigba and Cansey. <laughs> the chalk is Broderick Jones. So, bro, Derek, I I love the thought of Cansey on that front. I That's mean, dude, me. it's they lost Rankins, and then you plug oh, in Cansey. But apparently, I'm not. We're not going to be drafting Clash Cansey. Of course, do it, do it. We can't. From... We can't. We can take Cansey. If you, if you trust, gave him if you the trust... lean, he gave the deep <laughs> lean back. <laughs> if you trust, if you trust, Renner, you have my support. This guy. Just know that, like, I. I I, 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 I think you attack premium positions here. I think that I'd rather go offensive tackle. I think Darnell Wright. I think uh, Broderick. I'd look at O-line. I think that uh, that's the lean. Austin would rather Can't draft Roger these. Jones and play him both ways and just have him play three-tech. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Broderick might, Jones, you are a three-tech for Robert Sala. <laughs> what do you want to do, Mike? You can take Cansey. You, you, I'll give you the reins. I would like to go clutch Cansey. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. That's fun. It's it's good to breathe new life into this Jets pick at 13. That's good, good family fun there, Cotton. Okay, New England Patriots at 14. They have Roger Jones on the board. They do. Also, well, every it, wide receiver on the board. So how do they handle their tackle situation, right? They have Trent Brown. They paid yeah. Riley, They gave Riley Reef a contract. Yeah, they, not a lot. What, I, what was it? Was I don't it, think it was like... We could just tell you to fuck off money. All right, I'm going to look. One year, yeah. $5 million deal. Oh, okay. So he could be a swing tackle at that I'd, price. I'd fuck off for $5 million. You know, he's, he's just absolutely. F off. So I think Same. Broderick makes sense here. I, I think for the kind of tackle they like, Darnell Wright makes sense here. 
Yeah, I think I think, Bro- I think Broderick's the better prospect for whatever it's worth. I know Darnell Wright's on like a rocket ship hype train right now. I do like Broderick better, but it's I I like Wright, dude. You like him better than Broderick Jones. I don't know yet. Oh man. Yeah. Choose. <laughs> Where are we going, Trevor? Dude, this wide receiver room is poop. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, if they, they got if Juju. They if they didn't sign Juju, I'd be like, nah, Jack Smith and Jaybo make it happen. I, I also would, think I this is a sneaky Zay Flowers spot. Yeah, which I do not like that over JSN at all. But maybe they could pick a good tight end and get um, Dalton Kincaid, right? And then they'd have an actual good tight end on the roster. I would take J. If, I, if this is truly our pick, I would take JSN. I mean, it is our pick. It's our podcast. But, yeah, but we've we've leaned into a couple like, okay, we're not allowed to do that. Scenarios. All right, well, screw it. Let's go we're fully against the grain. Would you we're pick JSN? JSN. Yep. Okay, taking JSN. All right, picking JSN. We love. We long walked around that one. Damn it. That was that was my pick for the Packers. Oh, get see, absolutely Trevor? wrecked. <laughs> get wrecked. Hate to see. Hate to see it. All right, so Jackson I, and the Jigba would have been your pick there, huh? Would have been. Mm. I like Kincaid though. Uh, what are your thoughts, AG, on Dalton Kincaid? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say Kincaid. I think Kincaid makes he's, sense at 15. He's just, I would have loved uh, JSN though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have too. Mm. Kincaid's really. I don't like, think the Pats take JSN ultimately, and no, if uh, he no. is there at fifteen, um, that would be a dream. That's why I think the Pats could be a trade down spot. Um, I keep saying that, but to get if someone wants to go get JSN, that isn't the Pats, and get ahead of Green Bay, who I think is leaning pass catcher. Um, I think that that fourteen could be something where New England's trading back. All right, Kincaid at fifteen. Mike, who do you think they're going to take? Uh, Miles Murphy. Oh. <laughs> All right, Clemson. Okay. I can see it. All right. Yeah. Miles Murphy or Nolan Smith is if I had to bet right now. Ooh, Nolan Smith. But AJ Dillon again. What'd you say? I said AJ Dillon a second time just to see how it feels. AJ Dillon's second thigh. That second time. No, I'm saying his second thigh because his thighs are the size of redwood trees. You gotta uh, spend we... two draft picks on him. You gotta go one leg one year, one leg the other. Okay. Um, Washington Commander, sixteen. Yeah, this is one of our better commander scenarios, right? They got the corners on the board, and with that being said, Trevor, like I'm not entirely ruling out offensive line in this spot either. Is Broderick still here? He is still here. Broderick's there. Darnell Wright's there. Joey Porter Jr.'s there. What do we think? I would go either Broderick, because I actually like the situation where Charles Leno is still there. Yes. Uh, or Deontay Banks. Let's go Broderick. Okay. All right. Load up on back. the offensive line. Yeah, actually, again, I like that scenario. Um, not a situation yeah. where Broderick has to start right away. Still got Charles Leno on the team. You got Andrew Wiley playing right tackle. Some people be like, "Oh, he, he's not good," but they paid a lot of money for him to start at right tackle. So, I mean, that, that's kind of beyond the point there. There's only so much you can do. Sixteen, we're going Broderick Jones. I don't think we've had Broderick Jones at sixteen in a. No, he doesn't thing. make it there. Yeah, normally doesn't. So it's fun. It's a good scenario. Pittsburgh Steelers at seventeen, fellas. Sprint hey, Julie, the card in for Darnell. Sprint the card in for Darnell. Right? I mean, that O line is puke in a bucket. I, I think that you have to call mm. Joey Porter's da- Joey Porter's dad and be like, "Hey, it's it's Sorry. just we got yeah. bigger needs. We love him. We love him." 
mm-hmm. but I think Darnell Wright for the value, for the spot, for the need, I, I think this is the move. I'm cool with that. I like it. Anybody else that you would have thought of, or just the O line needs that that much upgrading? I, I think you have to consider Joey Porter Jr. I, I, oh yeah, for yeah, the, yeah, for the team ties. Um, I don't know. I, I still think Nolan Smith will be off the board by now, and I, I'm always considering him at every pick at this point. Lions. Yeah. I, oh, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I was, go ahead. I was just gonna say. I, never mind. I, I had nothing good to say. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're making me feel bad, Mike, because you were going to say something and I cut you off and then you didn't say it. Uh, no, I, I can't even actually remember now. It was so inconsequential. All right, well. Mm. Mm. Oh. Sounds awesome. <laughs> Riveting podcasting. Devon Witherspoon went number six overall to the Detroit Lions. Now they are up again at number 18. Connor, where are we going? Kind of like Nolan Smith here. Um. I think that I don't mind it, but does it neutralize James Houston? I don't think so. I think Nolan Smith does so many good things off the ball and I'm not going to just bet the house. Like these teams rotate their rushers like crazy and the Lions use Houston in a very rotational role. It's fair. I I would, I mean, the problem is like, say we get away from the edge conversation. (laughs) What is our move here? We already got them a corner. I guess you could argue in a sense for Branch here. Lions fans despise when we take a tight end in this spot. The, the only other, Johnson. That's that is the one. That's the one. And, it's early and I, for me, but I get I get it. I've gone um, back to that a lot because if you draft Quentin Johnson onto this team, it's Jameson Williams, it's Quentin Johnson, it's I'm on Ross St. Brown. Like the team was one of the top scoring units in the NFL last year. They continue to be so if if that's their wide receiver trio. So I am for Quentin Johnston. I'm also for Nolan Smith. <sighs> Would I bang the table for either of them? I don't really love how this fell for the Lions in this spot, but I think I'd uh, Nolan Smith's going to be higher on my board. That's that's what it came so, down to for me, and it's so there's a pretty respectable gap. I think I'd have to double check. Yeah, but, there probably will be. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I have Quentin Johnson at 31, Nolan Smith at 24. So. I'd go Nolan. All right. All right, we'll go Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith at 18, yeah. the Detroit Lions. Puts the Buccaneers up at number 19. Uh, don't blow it. Ooh. This team sucks. The roster's old. Hey. I think that you just have to take your best player available. Their left tackle is named Brandon Walton. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I think that uh, Tampa Bay needs to just swing for someone they think can be great, even if it takes two years' time, because I think this team is far, far away from competing. Who do you Who do you like then in that? Who's like top of your board here? Would be. I mean, I, 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 I don't even like for the value. I love this cornerback class. I'm thinking Deontay Banks. I'm thinking Joey Porter Jr. I, I, I think you could go receiver. This receiver room's old. I mean, you, I, I think that yeah. receiver corner is where the value is right now. Um, probably till too early for Brian Branch, even though I love him. And we got better outside cornerback prospects available. I don't know where, where are you leaning? I am higher on Quinn Johnson. Like, I think this is a scenario where, again, like you said, you can just kind of take a swing and the guy like Quinn Johnson is the swing, right? Like that's trying to shoot the or, high or end. Is, hear me out. Or, or is the swing Zay? I, I, Zay with the speed and, and I don't know. I, 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 well, Quinton Johnson's great, but I think I've been talking myself into both him and Zay are high-low swings in terms of, you know, obviously Quinton Johnson weaknesses and having that high contested target rate and, and, and still learning to get open where Zay can get open, but he's small and he's got short arms. As you guys know, I tweeted about it, uh, mm, but, yeah, of course. but you could go, 
I, I think you uh, kind of already have a slot. Fine. Like Godwin's your slot. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I'm fine going. I'm fine going Quinton or or taking a swing on one of these corners too. Deontay Banks or Joey Porter. Let's go Quinton Johnson. All right, do it. All right, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I love this corner class, but Tampa's in a situation where they just paid Carlton Davis. They just played paid Jamel Dean, and neither of those guys can play inside. Like they're not, they're not like slot type of corner. So Deontay Banks and Joey Porter Jr. I love them as prospects, but you're, I don't, I don't, I think you're trying to square peg round hole one of those three corners into getting them on the field. And I, I, I like the Quinn Johnson pick better because I think you'll get better return on investment. Mike Evans, Quinn Johnson, Chris Godwin on the same field. I mean, that would be, that would be pretty damn sick. I think about Anton Harrison here too. Then you win four games. Hey, look, you know what? Whatever gets him, Caleb Williams. That's all I care about. There you, you go. Picked, Smart you guys, man. You guys should have picked the 382nd player on Mike's big board here at number 19, as as far as I know. Whatever gets them closer. To, to Who, Kalaja can't see? Here. <laughs> Jeez. Kalaja uh, can't see the field, apparently. <laughs> Good God. Seattle Seahawks at 20. Where are we going? Kalaja can't wipe his butt with those arms. Jeez. Okay, <laughs> there it is. Now tailgate's back. Now tailgate's back. Yeah, yeah we got him going in the right direction. The podcast is officially back. Where are we going at 20, Connor? I mean, I really like Jordan Addison here. Um, I really do. You just see what happens to that offense when Lockett was out last year. But mm-hmm. a couple of good players have kind of fallen to this spot right here. Who did they take? Oh, Jalen Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they they don't they don't need a running back because they got Kenneth Walker. Otherwise, Bijan would be fun. I mean, I really like the tight ends. Like Michael Mayer for me is one of the safest players in this draft. So I wouldn't even have a problem with that. Although I know that's not popular. I think for me, this pick would be between Jordan Addison and Michael Mayer. I don't hate him. Um, I like Addison a lot better than Zay Flowers, by the way. And I know that's kind of, you know, there's a lot of debate there, but I think Addison would flourish next to DK and Lockett. I do think this is a great spot for Addison. Like I, I would like Jordan Addison here with the Seahawks. (sighs) Kind of thinking about corner. That's in, that's in play. I've heard that for them. Um, definitely in play. Like Banks is still on the board, and Joey Porter Jr. is still on the board. Like if you got Joey Porter Jr. on one side, Tariq Woolen on the other. I mean, that's just a bitch matchup wise. Yeah, they got arms against. down to the ground, both you know? sides. Yeah, I could I, I could be talking to Porter for I sure. I kind of want to go Joey Porter Jr. Okay, let's go. Let's go Joey Porter Jr. Okay, Seattle. we're going. We're going Joey Porter Jr. So the Seahawks getting um, Jalen Carter and Joey Porter Jr. Twenty one. You guys are up with the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Could I know them. where AG's head's at. You you, you want to go Zay, right? Zay Flowers. No? I think Zay Flowers. I like Zay Flowers in this spot. I think you have to force speed into that room. And uh, I was just talk, uh, listening to Steve Ruiz and Nora Princiati on the Ringer NFL show, and they're talking about – you restructure Mike Williams' contract. You restructure Keenan Allen's contract. You're pushing money down the road. You're going to be pocketed to those guys for a while, right? Like there was thought that they could be cut candidates. I think the Athletic wrote that Keenan Allen was maybe even a likely cut candidate, and they ultimately don't do it, right? Telesco is keeping those guys in the building. Now your hands are tied behind your back. Yeah, they added what I think it was Trent Sherfield to, the, to this receiver room to try and get some speed involved. I I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't think this. Uh, I think you got a four speed here. I think Zay Flowers makes sense. Uh, I know a lot of people like Jalen Hyatt. I think that's a bit rich. I'd rather have Zay than than Jalen Hyatt in this spot. At the same time, JC Jackson sucked last year. Injuries. You got Deontay Banks on the board. I know they just took Joey Porter. I'm going receiver or corner again. Yeah, I think 
it's close enough at this point. I would, I want to give, you know, Justin Herbert weapons. Yeah. I just think in that offense, that's what they're missing. You're probably not going to find that in the second, third round. I could say, let me All read right. this receiver room. I was wrong. It wasn't Trent Sherfield. I think Trent Sherfield went to the bills. He did go it's to the Mike Williams, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. John Hightower, who does have some speed at a Boise State a couple years ago, and Keelan Doss, who doesn't have some speed in his honestly cheeks. So like you're you're in a tough spot there. Like your starting three receivers are slow. You need to <laughs> inject some speed. The water. Who you move Zay ahead of Palmer. Palmer to your wide receiver four. Palmer can come in and when you need him and when you need someone slower on the football field. Hard to say when that is these days. But I think I think Zay Flowers makes sense here. Nobody Walk throws in. in nobody throws in a casual he's cheeks like he's Austin Gale is when he's on when he's on a rant. You just never know when it's coming. All right, Zay Flowers going off the board to the Chargers at 21. We're Baltimore Ravens at 22. Connor, I look at the board, I look at the top player that's left right here. I'm thinking about Baltimore's situation. No question about it. I know you're gonna agree. It's Hendon Hooker at 22, right? I wasn't ready for that. I just want to go back and say. Like imagine like a family member of Keelan Doss fires up stock exchange and they just like <laughs> catches the most lethal stray from Austin Gale of all time. Like, they're just trying to they're just trying to enjoy a draft podcast. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Like, they're like, oh Cheeks, great, my, what? My, my cousin is just called Cheeks on this podcast for no reason. All right. So, some random loser with a mustache. <laughs> get owned. Get my, co- owned. my cousin's in the NFL and this guy's calling him Cheeks. What if I come to? <laughs> oh God. Uh, I'll say this. So as you guys think about this picks, top player available on the PFF board is Deontay Banks. Obviously went to Maryland also grew up three, seven minutes away from Baltimore stadium. Yeah. And they're on, they're on, they're on the corners. This is, this is, this is, this is the obvious pick for him. This is the, this is the no troll obvious pick. He Deontay Banks is fantastic. He's one of the best man coverage corners that's in this draft. I mean, the fact he really doesn't even make it this far. Most of the time that we're doing mocks now at this point. So I think this is a dream come true for the Baltimore Ravens uh, if he makes it all the way there. Plus, Connor, as Austin mentioned, low moving costs. Low moving costs. Done. You know, low just, moving costs. That's just right Makes there. too much sense. It's make too much sense. Uh, Deontay Banks, 22 to the Baltimore Ravens. You guys are up 23, Minnesota Vikings. To me, there's two picks here that I would really want. Okay. One's Jordan Addison. Yep. Because you really need a wide receiver. And the other is Brian Brissy. I think he's mm-hmm. just like, you don't have DTs on this roster, right? Like you are thin at that position. So those are the two ones that really jump out to me. Who do I have more faith in becoming a plus starter? Um, I think I lean Brzee. I think that uh, yeah. I like Brzee as a prospect more than I like Addison. Um, the weight scares me with Addison. Damn. The speed scares me with Addison. I did a, Look at how many receivers are that light that have been in the NFL. Only a handful have survived. And the only one that's even remotely been like anywhere productive is um, Devontae Smith. So it's it's tough to be that small and win in this league. And then factor in that he doesn't have 4-3 speed or even low 4-4 speed. Um, I worry about where Addison can actually play in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be an outside receiver in the league. I think he's going to be a slot. I think Brzee has a chance to be a better player at a higher position of value. Hey, G, you got to check your database, though. Isaac Bruce was 5'11", 173. Exact same height weight as Jordan Addison. He ran really? a 4'5", 4 coming out. Ran a 4'5". That's when, that's when, a dude, that's when the plumber... That's, 
Isaac Bruce was playing when Plummer's right corner. Oh, <laughs> I, love this this I love this I love this You've been the ringer watching NBA pods too much, dude. The LeBron, yeah. Larry Bird. <laughs> yeah, you really went there. It wasn't even that long ago. Like, we grew up watching. Isaac Bruce lightning. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. I, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, wait, Isaac Bruce played like when I was like alive. Like, he was drafted in 1994, second, second round pick. No, he was nasty. Honestly, these highlights look a little slow. I mean, dude. he's going against <laughs> shitty corners, man. I can't do this. I can't do this. Bro, yeah, Brian, Brian Burrison is taking it too far. All right. Brian 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 is. Is. All right, okay, bro. <laughs> I'm watching Isaac Bruce highlights. You guys keep going. All right, it's fine. Jacksonville Jaguars at number 24. Chalk uh, pick. What'd you say? It's the easy. It's another easy one. We're Pass getting the layups. We're Pass literally me. on the layup line right now. It's Brian Branch, everybody. You've been yeah. here. You heard it. It's done. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the last time we didn't have Brian Branch going to the Jacksonville Jaguars at 24, we heard it. You guys tweeted up and commented a storm when we and passed they're, they're up right. on him. And Usually they are we'll right. tell him, like, no, you're wrong, but here, right. absolutely, I'm with you all the way. Yeah, they were right. They've got a big nickel cornerback need. Um, you put him into this defense, and all of a sudden, it's a really high upside young defense that's, that could be coming around and become one of the best in the NFL in, in, in a couple of years. So Brian Branch to the Jacksonville Jaguars at 24. You guys back on the board. Giants, 25. I'd consider Isaac Bruce here if, <laughs> if they didn't already bring in Have 27 receivers. <laughs> uh, this this, this receiver Bruce's. room honestly is a sequel to some of the horror movies out there. I mean, Paris Campbell, Wandale Robinson, Jamison Crowder, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, Jeff Smith, Colin Johnson, David Sills, Khalil Pimpkin, Pimpleton, I mean, Jadon Mickens. They have so many receivers on this team that all are just small, injury-prone, holding and playing the slot. And they've all like recently committed resources to them. Wait. But Paris Campbell's wearing number zero. Does that does that? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the amount of snaps he's going to play next year. I think that's exciting that he's being like kind of crystal bally with his number change. But like, I think uh, I think this receiver room is bad. But you can't add to it. You literally can't. What are you going to do? You just you literally just signed all these guys back. Like you brought all these guys back. I don't know. I think that uh, you can't go receiver here as bad as that room is. I, I do think. Addison's better than like most of those guys, but then his skill sets. Obviously, redundant. no, so you're not. You don't have to guys, convince me you know? exactly. But it's yeah. just so I, I don't think it's a needle mover enough to pick him. I would probably go if I'm here. I'd probably go Emmanuel Forbes at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. the needle. You want to talk about outliers? That guy is tiny, man. That, that, I think Lance Zierlein's comparison for him is Cameron Dantzler, who obviously Cameron Dantzler is he on a team? I think he recently he just got, got cut. cut. Yeah. Um. He was 15 pounds heavier than this dude. So when your player comparison is the needle yeah. and you're 15 pounds lighter than him, uh, going to be tough. I, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he can hang out on the outside because he does not have the beef. Needle's on the commanders now. Mm. Oh, good friend. <laughs> All right, um, let's, take, let's take him, though. I'm down to swing on Amanda Forbes. Okay. All right, you guys taking Forbes to the Giants? Yep. Yep, right. yep. Forbes to the Giants at 25. Uh, apologies to uh, any member of Paris Campbell's family that might be listening to this podcast that also just caught <laughs> a real strong stray during that little back and forth. Thing. <laughs> but <laughs> Meanwhile, pro, pro Ho- Football Hall of Fame member Isaac Bruce has just been run over like 35 times <laughs> on this podcast. The man has a gold fucking jacket. Oh, in every man. 90s corner. Yeah, at every every corner that played before 2010. Oh, yeah, plumbers. I law, uh, you are cheeks. Like what? They did have white corners back then, though. So just that—that that is kind of 
That's true. It was a different era. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Cowboys at 26. Connor, I feel like we're getting the softballs here. I feel like this is an easy one, right? Where are you where are you leaning? I'm curious. Because I'm kind of torn between a couple here. Okay. You Bichon's on the board. I know. All right. Who are the other ones that you're considering? I mean, you, we... it's easy to talk me into Bijan. He is so good. Yeah. And Pollard's on a franchise tag. So it's not like they have right. they finally don't have multi-year money tied into running back. So I could do that. Um, I would like Michael Mayer in this spot. I could be talked into multiple edge rushers from Miles Murphy to BJ Ojolari to Will McDonald. Oh, also, and Felix Anadike Uzama. I mean, the only player I will not be talked into here is Mozzie Smith. That's pretty much it. So are we going with Bijan? Who are the other edge rushers? What would you name off? Miles Murphy. Mm. Uh, Will McDonald. Mm. Felix Anadike Uzama and BJ Ojolari. I think Ojolari would be my highest rated one, but it's, there's there's a nice tier of edge rushers available. And it'd be different. I'd, I'd take Bijan. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. I'm going to no be problem. honest with you. Uh, to quote uh, PFF lead draft analyst Mike Renner, there's three blue chip prospects in this class. Two of them are on the defense side of the football. Both of them went in the top five. The other one is Bijan Robinson, and he's still on the board. That's the so, other man. He's just, I just so good. I, I have a hard time. I get positional value. I get all that stuff. Bijan's unbelievable. Dude, it's so, pick 26. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, it's, I, it's, be, it's insane we even have to reach this far to, right, to right. beg people to accept Bijan Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Cowboys fans, we appreciate you still clicking on the mock, even though every single time it feels like we give you I think what's important too with the positional value conversation now that I have it, I am with the ringer and I've been blessed a little bit and now I'm not just constantly beat up or bringing up even a running back's name. Trevor and I got kicked off the, the PFF so- channel for liking running backs. People forget. That's, not think about- That's exactly why everybody knows it. Think, it's not publicly think about the swings. Think about the swings you're taking outside the top 10, specifically in this draft class, right? Can't see would have to be an outlier. Right to be yeah. great in the NFL. I, you were talking about at 16 taking Broderick Jones. Good thing he doesn't have to start right away. Like you're thinking about a project. Like this draft class, after you get outside the top 10, really outside the top eight. Yes. You're talking about guys that, like, yes, they have, you know, there are outcomes, right? There are a range of outcomes where they can be elite players. Bijan has the highest percentage of that, right? Of these guys that you're taking from like even eight to 16, eight to 20. So I think with this specific draft class, like I find myself more and more comfortable with taking Bijan. A lot higher than this, right? Yeah. When you're taking swings on Emmanuel Forbes, a pick before. Like, yeah, I'd rather go Emmanuel Forbes here. He's 166 pounds. It's never happened ever before in the history of the league. But maybe when Isaac Bruce was playing. But, like, this is, this is like, a tough – I think this is uh, an easy pick. I would go Bijan here as well. Now, with that being said, Buffalo, I think they have to go Addison here, Mike. I love Addison to Buffalo. The fact Ooh. that – the fact that they had to sign Cole Beasley in the middle of last season – yeah, was, a, was legitimately a cry for help. It was a cry for help. For, so can someone get open, please? Stephon Diggs can't be the only guy we've got. They need a legit. And if Addison's going to be this Bruce that people think he can be, he can take over this wide receiver two spot for Gabe Davis, you know, down the road. But I think right away he starts in the slot. And then you got Davis, Diggs, Addison from the slot. If he's better than that, he can go outside. I don't know how quickly that will be. But they need someone like Addison who can get open. Whereas Davis obviously is this downfield threat that is this guy that's, you know, a bigger possession type. I, I really like hitting the offense hard and, and bringing in Addison right here. I like, I like Anton Harrison here. I, I think Spencer uh, Brown is just 
the liability at right he now. is you're 100% right and they know it they know it yeah and you like that that to me is limiting them far more than wide receiver 3 on this roster and now i love they they also the they also love Shakir they love Shakir. They just brought in Deontay Hardy. They just yeah, brought in I, Trent Shurfield. Trent I, don't Shurfield. Think, I don't think they're going to go get – yeah, Trent Shurfield, Deontay Hardy. I don't think they're going to go get receiver. But, man, Jordan Aston's better than, I think, all but Stephon Diggs in that room. I think he could be. I think he could be better than all but Stephon Diggs in that room. It, uh, it's, uh, I think the line's fair, but I'd love to see them just go get a nasty receiver that you that has, I think, a higher percentage of, uh, of being great. See, to me, though, Harrison's like it for tackles. You're just yes. you're done. Yeah. You're not, you don't, you pass on Harrison here. You've, you've penciled yourself into Spencer Brown for the next two years. Right. As you say that, I'm on four minute. I'm running these in the background. Isaac Bruce, four minutes and 15 seconds in, into his highlight. A quarterback wearing number 45 uh, is watching him jog an out route for a score, and he's six yards of separation. So Isaac <laughs> Bruce really putting it on these guys. It's, uh, it's been, it's, so you're it's talking been, yourself it's out of Jordan Addison then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, let's go Anton Harrison. I'm for it. Okay. All right. All right. Harrison going 27 to the Buffalo Bills. Cincinnati Bengals up at number 28. Connor, I'm curious where your mind goes to originally, or initially, I should say, here with this pick, because there is one player who we have not talked about before going to the Bengals that is on the board that I'm kind of intrigued about. So I'm curious if your eyes are even going there or not. I don't think so. I think for me, it's Michael Mayer in this spot. Okay. I just think it's so such a seamless insert great tight end into an offense with great wide receiver talents and elite quarterback. I'm, Michael Mayer is a first downs machine. And with the timing of Joe Burrow, that would continue. He doesn't need separation to catch the ball. It helps you in line. He obviously brings more inline blocking than Hayden Hurst was going to bring last year, I think. So uh, I He's one of the better players in the draft in my eyes, and the Bengals are at 28. It's not it's not the Bijan combo all over again, but it's kind of close to it where it's like, he's really good. You have a need here. Just take him. I don't mind Mayer, certainly for the reasons that you mentioned. It makes a ton of sense. What about Jordan and Addison? Eddie? What about Jordan Addison? Because mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd, he's going to be 30 years old next year. But he's, he's, in the last year he's in the last year of his contract. They don't have a deal done yet with T. Higgins. T's gonna. I I fully believe yeah, that T's gonna get him. done. I don't think T. Higgins is going anywhere. But are you bringing back Boyd after you pay T. Higgins? Probably not. If you have Addison, all of a sudden you got Jamar Chase, you got T. Higgins, you got Jordan Addison playing in the slot. That's pretty sick. I agree, but let me throw this back to you. The Bengals pick again at sixty and ninety-two. You're telling me they can't get a small wide receiver three in that pot in that slot in this class? Yeah, but one who's yeah, but it's I love yeah, Jordan Addison. Yeah, you, you I, he's my wide receiver too. I, yeah, you got him higher I than I am. You're talking for Jordan Addison. <laughs> it's a luxury for the Bengals that they can address elsewhere where you're not getting a Michael Mayer. It like this tight end class is really good, but I don't see anybody right now that's gonna replicate what they get in Mayer. See, I'm lower on Mayer than you are. Yeah, you're I'm also lower. way lower on Addison than I am. And I'm, but but okay, but there's a difference. You have him wide receiver two. I had him wide receiver five. But that doesn't mean I'm going to have him way sure. down on my big board. You know what I'm saying? So I still think he's going to be decently high. I still like Jordan Addison. But this is a situation where this guy can be wide receiver two caliber talent that you can put in the slot as your wide receiver three. Like that to me, yeah, it's a luxury, but it's also like a deadly way to make a strength even stronger. If you're the Bengals, which you know you're just going to be pass heavy all the time. I don't I don't hate the mayor pick. You seem to be a lot more just like bullish on that being the pick as 
I do for Addison. So I won't hate Michael Mayer here, but if I was making the pick, I'd be taking Jordan Addison. Okay. I mean, he's up there for me. So if if you if you feel that strongly about and we've gone with Michael Mayer before, so I think mm-hmm. it's good to show a different perspective of it. But I do think they can find a day two wide receiver much easier than they can go find Michael Mayer on day two. But well, we'll go with, we'll go with Addison here and let the the mayor slide continue because I all right. I also think Ad, this is like far for Addison man I know he's small I didn't know he I know he he ran like a plumber um according to Austin Gale but like man he's he's still too good to be making it outside the top thirty uh, there's some sort of joke in there with the he, pl- with he, plumber and runs but you know I I'm, I'm still workshopping it yeah, I'm not, I'm we'll not get the order down any, any interest in the phone book here aka osiris torrance with the 11 inch hands as big as a piece of paper uh, the interior offensive line needs help I, I i like osiris torrance a lot i feel like the media has soured on him as this like back end of the first round player and the Bengals need interior o-line if you don't take him i'm gonna be pounding the table mike at uh 29 with the saints well i already clicked on jordan addison so i can't go Same. back for I, I can't go back now Bengals fans let us know what you think of this pick addison being that wide receiver with the setup that we have there over osiris torrance over michael mayer but you guys are up now with the Saints. they also like dewan jones too i know that not the Bengals, the fans of the Bengals. Mm. y'all are up. mike where are you leaning osiris one just... take one of the edges Miles this Murphy? one just to me has to be Miles Murphy, right? Like I, I think yeah. you get a freak athlete this late in the first round at a valuable position. Like the Saints have to attack; they can't attack guard, right? Like they don't have the cap flexibility to be wasting premium picks on guards, linebackers, etc. So yeah, I think you go him or Addison at the or excuse me or Michael Mayer at this spot, but I think Miles Murphy. No, I, I'm with you. I, I think that's the move. Cameron Jordan's only getting older. I think. Uh, yeah, I like And Marcus Davenport's no longer on this team, right? You're going to go right, into yeah. next year with, right. you know, uh, Tano, Capas- no, Tan- Tano Passano and uh, Peyton Turner. I, th- I think Miles Murphy's the move. All right, yep. Miles Murphy, 29 to the Saints. Connor, what are you thinking at 30? The diabolical, the diabolical pick would be Osiris Torrance here so that you just have your offensive line lined up for the next – 10 years because you just have everybody young and like waiting in the wings but i don't i don't know if we're gonna go guys back. guys packing a meatball sub down low you can guarantee that dude imagine what dewan jones what oh, no i'm leaving the pod if you if you revive tailgate for one hour you just get the absolute unhinged draft where's that in the pff in the the draft double meat meat barbacoa wrapped just load there's just no way there's no way it's not if this isn't if this isn't in the pff draft guide on the next iteration meatball sub Guys got a subway down there, a whole subway. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Eagles at thirty. Oh, what are we God. thinking, Connor? I I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say no to Osiris. Uh, Osiris. We had Paris Johnson go at ten. Oh man, I'm thinking edge here, Trevor. Um, get younger at edge. I I, I would, you know, pound the table pretty hard for Ojolari here. Yeah, I think that that's probably the pick. Uh, I'm okay. looking at the rest of the guys that would be in range here. Um, unless you want to get spicy with uh, Adetimi Wadabuare's versatility. Sure. Um, 
I'd rather like get Oj- the pure. Speed yeah, I'd rather get Ojolari as well. All right, Ojolari at thirty. We're going Ojolari at thirty for the for the Eagles, which puts you guys on the clock with the Kansas City Chiefs for the final pick of this first round, number thirty-one. Oof. Will McDonald? How oh, he's too light. I don't. I just don't think they'd go. Like realistically, like that's just not defense. They, they what, about, what about what about Mozzie? Yeah, just kind of like Mozzie. Mozzie was the one who was who was intriguing to me. Uh, and Udike Uzama is intriguing to me here. And honestly, Adabar is intriguing to me as well. Yeah, yeah. You just add athletes to that D line. But but I think Mozzie is the one where it's like they don't really have like got Derek Nadi, but Mozzie's can actually rush the passer off the nose that a little, maybe a little bit more than anyone they've really ever had there. I, I'm for it. I like that. All right. Do Mozzie. All right. Mozzie so, Smith. Final selection this draft. All right. We're going to, I'm going to rapid fire it off here to recap it for the good people at home who might not be watching on YouTube and just want an audio recap of it. At number one overall, the tailgate guys got us kicked off. They had Bryce Young at number one for the Carolina Panthers. Anthony Richardson at number two for the Houston Texans. CJ Stroud, number three to the to the Indianapolis Colts, trading up one spot with the Cardinals, who then took Will Anderson at number four. Jalen Carter went five to the Seahawks. Devon Witherspoon, six to the Lions. Will Levis, uh, seven to the Raiders. Christian Gonzalez, eight to the Falcons. Tyree Wilson, a little trade up here. Chicago Bears traded down. Texans came up to number nine. Um, they took him there at that spot. Paris Johnson Jr., Eagles at 10. Peter Skaronsky, sorry. Uh, what was the, what was the Nick's name? Skoro? Skoro at number 11. Skoro. Uh, for the Titans there. Lucas Van Ness then to the Chicago Bears at 12. Kalijah Cansey. A little bit of fun on this mock draft. Going 13 to the New York Jets. Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Patriots at 14. Dalton Kincaid to the Packers at 15. Broderick Jones to the Washington Commanders at 16. Darnell Wright went to the Steelers at 17. Nolan Smith, the Lions at 18. Quentin Johnston to the Bucks at 19. Love that one. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., the Seahawks at 20. Zay Flowers to the Chargers at 21. Deontay Banks, Ravens 22. Brian Brzee, Vikings 23. Brian Branch to the Jags 24. Emmanuel Forbes, a.k.a. the Needle, went to the Giants at number 25. B. John Robinson, the Cowboys at 26. Anton Harrison to the Bills at 27. Jordan Addison to the Bengals at 28. Much to Connor Chagrin. Had Miles Murphy to the Saints at 29. B.J. Ojolari to the uh, Eagles at 30. And then Mozzie Smith to the Chiefs at 31. Fellas. This was so much fun. I appreciate it. Was there any player that we didn't get into the first round that you were just that, that you had been trying to that you thought about any of the guys that were left there? Osiris, Mike, you're on mute. Was, Mike, you're on mute. I really like Mike. You're on mute. God damn! I keep drinking water. Mike, Michael Mayer. I can't yeah, believe Mike right, Mayer didn't make it in the right. first round. I tried. Yeah. Tried. I fought, tried. I fought the good fight like three times. He did. Lost every. He time. tried. He tried. He tried. Who'd you say, Austin? Anybody? Uh, Osiris. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, the meatball sub. Yeah. You this, uh, sub. this podcast oh. is sponsored by, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, I appreciate Some it. I hope, this was, I hope this little reunion was uh, just as much fun for you guys as it was for us. Uh, obviously we're big tailgate fans here uh, at NFL stock exchange. I know the people who listen to the podcast as well. Uh, miss you guys regularly having your draft takes. So hopefully this was a little bit of a, uh, just a just a, a sweet little reminder of what can be when you guys team up. So everybody go follow Austin's fantastic work over at the ringer ringer.com go follow him on twitter austin gale obviously follow everything that mike's doing here at pff with the draft guide with all the mock drafts with the shows on the nfl uh the pff nfl show that we've got going daily as well so fellas thank you so much we appreciate you guys for joining us <laughs>